Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> May the F- Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Uh, 2023. Um, yes, last day live on Facebook for the summer. I'll be jumping over to the podcast only next week, so make sure you note that. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and uh, we'll be on there next week um, as we start reading through the book of Acts next week. Um, Yeah, so today is also the National Day of Prayer, so um, uh, if you're able, um, it'd be awesome to get out and support one of the local gatherings. We have a couple in our community here in Tampa. There's one in Oldsmar at Ari Olds Park at 6.30 tonight. Uh, there's also, and our worship team will be a part of this, um, there is one at Countryside Christian uh, Church, uh, and it will be at 7 o'clock. Um, so two two opportunities in our area to be a part of the, uh, a collective gathering for National Day of Prayer, Orioles Park at 6.30 and uh, Countryside Christian Center at um, 7 And again, our worship team, uh, Leo, Megan, and several of our uh, band members will be uh, there leading the worship portion of the National Day of Prayer at Countryside. So uh, honored to do that. And um, yeah, so uh, if if you aren't able to do that, at least uh, take a moment to pray for our country, pray for our leaders. Um, plenty uh, (laughs) Plenty of things to pray about, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's, that's today and tomorrow, of course, Cinco de Mayo. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jan, uh, John 21, y'all John 21. Let's, uh, let's do it. Let's dive into the word of God together and see what the Lord has to say to us, um, today. Y'all ready? All right. All right. Let's do it. John 21. Here we go. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Afterward, G- afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter Thomas, also known uh, as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon told them, and they said, we'll go with you. Um, Love this chapter. Um, uh, If you you put your, kind of go back into the story, you know that that, 
Um, Peter's in a pretty confusing place right now, right? Because the last real personal interaction he's had with Jesus was the denial before his, uh, uh, the denials of Jesus. And um, he's appeared to the disciples a few other times, but there really hasn't been any indication that his failure has been addressed that his denials of Jesus really have kind of been left um, an open wound, as it were. So Peter says what? I'm going to go back and do what I know. I know fishing. I'm going to go back to fishing. <laughs> and that's you know, kind of a common thing when you're, you go back to what's familiar, go back to what, uh, what feels safe, what's something you understand, what you know. And um, Peter says, I'm going to go fishing. And it, you know, Peter's a leader, so what? People said, I will go with you. <laughs> so they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. So this goes from bad to worse, right? I mean, Peter um, has this open wound of uh, betrayal against of betray by betraying Jesus, and now even the fishing stinks, right? Even the fishing is no good. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. So glad you guys are on today. So John 21, Peter, yeah, he's fishing, and he goes back to what he knows, and, it's, and then there's, they don't catch anything. They wrote, there's nothing, uh, net after net, nothing. Early in the morning, verse 4, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. So they've been fishing all night. Jesus appears on the shore. They don't know it's Jesus. They just see a figure. He called out to them, friends. Haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. Hmm. And what you see, this is like the supernatural activity of God, right? Like, like what's about to happen here is supernatural. This is miraculous. This is a... Um, this is further evidence of the, um, the divine nature of Jesus. Because watch this. Throw your nets on the other side. They haven't caught anything all night, but throw your nets on the other side, and um, you know they're like, okay, whatever. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. How many of you know God did that? Maybe that's a word for you today. Maybe there's some nets you've been throwing over, you know, throwing out again and again and again and keep coming back empty. Um, listen, listen. maybe you need to listen to what the Lord's telling you to do. What's God telling you to do? What's Jesus telling you to do? Uh, what's he telling you to do with the nets? What's his direction? What's his guidance? Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. So John recognizes it's Jesus. And as soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off. Great. Peter Peter in the, in the boat naked. <laughs> no, I assume, I assume he had his undergarment on. Lord, please. Yeah, I'm sure he had his undergarment on, but he did put his clothes on. But which really makes no sense, right? Like, this is not the way to... Like, if you're going to get in the water, you want less clothes on, Peter. Come on, you know this. And yet Peter puts on heavier clothes. He puts his outer garment on and then jumps in the water. 
but anyways, but he didn't care. He did, it was she must have been shallow enough. He jumped in the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing. <laughs> Peter, just, Peter just left them with all the work. So they got to try to tow in this big, heavy boat now with all these fish. And Peter, he's going to be with Jesus. That's a powerful, powerful. Um, you wonder what's going through Peter's mind. He's like, I'm not going to let this moment pass. That's what goes through my mind. I'm not going to let this. I'm not going to let this moment pass me by. Jesus is here, and I'm not going to let this moment slip away. Hmm. And so he runs to him. Like, I don't know how long Jesus is going to be here. He may disappear. He may go somewhere else. I don't know, I'm, but I am not going to let this moment pass. So he drops there. He puts his outer garment on, leaves the guys in the boat, and he jumps. Hmm. I love that... Um, that desire to see Jesus. We've talked about this before, but early on in G when at this at similar setting um, on the on the seaside, when Jesus called Peter to follow him, um, similar circumstance where Jesus performs a miracle, and and Peter says, "Get away from me! I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy." He like he runs. He wants. He he doesn't feel worthy to be in the presence of Jesus and. Because of his unworthiness, he runs away from Jesus. Here, at the end of the Gospel of John, he senses, again, his unworthiness, but he's learned some things, right? He's learned that you don't run away from Jesus with your unworthiness. You run to Jesus with your unworthiness. Come on now. He's like, I still feel unworthy. I still know that I've let Jesus down, but I've learned some things, and I've learned that I don't have to run from him. I can run to him. Hmm. Somebody needs to know that. You need to know that, man. With your failures, with your regrets, with your hurts and hang-ups, you don't have to run from Jesus with those things. You run to Jesus with those things. So uh, he runs. So as soon as Simon Peter heard them say, that is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him before he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in their boat, towing the net full of fish. It makes me laugh. I can just see these. They're just struggling and saying bad things about Peter. He always does this. For they were not far from shore, about 100 yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals. They found a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Now, it's interesting. Uh, in the Bible, there's only two places where a fire of burning coals is recorded. Do you know what it is? This right here on the beach where there's a fire of burning coals where Jesus has uh, got a little fire. The other places, you know what? When, G when Peter denied Jesus, there was a fire of burning coals and where, Jesus, where Peter warmed his hands on the night that he betrayed Jesus. <laughs> so there's a lot of irony here. It's like, oh no, we could imagine Peter gets, he goes, now, this is a powerful moment, right? This first time Peter is really going to interact personally with Jesus since he betrayed him. And the last thing, you know, someone asked him about if he knew Jesus, and he was warming his hands by a fire of burning coals. And here he gets to the beach, and what does Jesus have? He has a fire of burning coals. Ooh. How many of you know that the Lord wants to bring you back to your place 
your, your place of deepest regret and bring healing. Jesus wants to often wants to take us to our place of, of our biggest failure and not overlook it and not ignore it and not pretend like it's not part of your story. He wants to bring you back there and he wants to heal you there. Come on. And so this fire of burning coals is a visual reminder of what Peter had done, his biggest failure, his biggest regret, which is an even bigger regret now that he's seen Jesus indeed is the Messiah and has risen from the dead. And so this, so when he runs into the shore and he begins in the, in the image that is far away begins to take on more texture and clarity, he sees that Jesus is there and he's got a, got a fire of burning coals. And it's like, you, you have to think Peter's heart drops, like, oh, no. <laughs> but look, it's not a place of regret. It's not a place of condemnation. It's going to be a place of healing and intimacy. So what does Jesus have on the fire of burning coals? He has fish on it. He's cooking some bread. He's about to provide fish sandwiches. <laughs> How about some fish sandwiches? Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you've just caught. Now, he don't need none because he's already cooking fish. But he just, he just, he's including them in the, in the fellowship. He wants them to participate. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. He was full of large fish, 153. How do they, how many, how they know how to go to 153 of them? Because they counted. 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Wow. What a beautiful image of Jesus' just intimate, relationship with his disciples on the on the seashore cooking breakfast inviting them to come inviting them to bring what they have and uh he fellowships with them when they had finished eating so you know it's a long meal man it's like is jesus ever going to say anything about my betrayals about my failure so when they had finished eating jesus said to simon peter simon son of john do you love me more than these? Hmm. That's an interesting, there's been a lot of speculation about what he's talking about here. Do you love me more than what? More than fishing? Do you love me more than these other disciples? Do you love me more than having your belly filled with fresh food? Hmm. That's a question we all got to ask sometimes. Do you love the gift or the, or the gift giver? Do you love what I give you or do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my people. Again, Jesus says, Simon, son of Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. A lot has been said in here about the changing of the Greek word for love. Uh, that Jesus uses the word agape. Um, Peter can't quite say agape because agape is this this sort of highest form of love, self-sacrificing love. And Peter knows very well his failures. And so Peter responds with a lower form of love. 
Um, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. So feed them and take care of them. Feed and shepherd them. The third time he said it to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? Now this is a, 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 this is a, a, um, a methodical reinstatement of the failures, right? Peter denied Jesus three times. Now Jesus is giving him the opportunity to respond three times. Um, do, Peter, do you love me? And three times he does. Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Hmm. So he's, what is he saying? He's saying, Lord, you know I love you. I really do. Did I fail? Yes. Did I, did I blow it? Yes. I don't understand why I did that. But you know, you know me, and you know, Lord, I love you. You know everything. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Have you ever done that? Ever failed, messed up, said something you should have said, done something you shouldn't have done, behaved in a way that was not becoming of who you are or who you want to be? And you're like, you're having those conversations with the Lord. And you're like, the Lord's like, what was that? <laughs> well, what exactly was that about? Like, I don't know, Lord. You know that I love you, Lord. I don't know what I was doing there. You know, you know all things, and you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. So in a sense, Jesus is saying, yeah, Peter, I do know that you love me. And in fact, I know that you're going to give your very life for me. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would, glor would glorify God. Then he said to him, watch this, this is a reinstatement, follow me. Hmm. Keep following me. Just we're gonna. We, you know what, Peter? You can. You can continue to follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and said, "Lord, who is going to betray you?" When Peter saw him, he asked, "Lord, what about him? <laughs> what about him?" So, <laughs> you told me that I was gonna gonna die and it wasn't gonna be real pretty and it was gonna be rough. Lord, what what's gonna happen to him? What about him? He, what's, he, what's he gonna get? <laughs> Enough about me. What about him? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Lord, Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. But don't worry about John. Don't worry about what's gonna happen to him. You just follow me. You worry about the relationship you have with me. Don't worry about his relationship with me. We'll take care of that. You take care of this. <laughs> right? I mean, isn't that true? Sometimes you just got to stop worrying about everybody else's relationship with Jesus. You know? Not that you're not trying to get people connected to Jesus and inviting people to know Jesus, but you got to stop worrying about everybody else's relationship. Stop worrying about how they, how they, how, whether Jesus is pleased with them or not. Spend way too much time worrying about that. Some folks, some folks spend way too much time worrying about other people's relationship with Jesus. Worry about your own. Because of this, the rumor spread among the, all, among the believers that the disciples would not die. 
But Jesus did not say that they would not die. He only said, if I wanted him to remain alive until I remain, what does that do? So they're clearing up a little confusion there, right? That A rumor that had started in the first century, that Jesus said the disciples wouldn't die. And here John is saying, no, no, Jesus never said the disciples would not die. He said only that if he chose to keep them alive, he could. Verse 25, or verse 24, this is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. So John's saying, I was there. That's what happened. I'm telling you what he said. I was right there. The one who's writing this down was actually in the room. In the room where it happened. Shout out to Hamilton. In the room where it happened. Verse 25, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written excuse me, were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have enough room for the books that would be written. Wow. He did a whole bunch of other stuff, but he just ain't got time to write it all down. Like, but he said earlier on in uh, the end of chapter 20, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. What a beautiful ending to the Gospel of John, this forgiveness and reinstatement of Peter, and just a good promise uh, and comfort for us that when we fail, when we mess up, we can take our failure and our regret, and we can take that to Jesus. We don't have to run from him. We take it to him, and he will, uh, he will heal us and restore us. All right, you guys, thanks for being on today. So glad you guys are on. Reminder that next week we'll be on the podcast only, so not on Facebook Live, so be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast um, because we're on there. We're on there, and we'll continue on with the book of Acts next week. Uh, we'll be in Acts chapter 2 over the weekend. If you want to remember, if you want to re remain on the reading plan, be sure to read Acts chapter 1 sometime between now and Monday. And on Monday, we'll be jumping into Acts chapter 2 on the podcast. So, love you guys. Appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for uh, those of you that are on the Facebook uh, feed. Uh, thank you guys for being a part of this community. Uh, it's been a good year. It's been a good year starting back in September. We've been on live every morning, uh, just about every morning, uh, three, three or four days a week. And uh, thank you guys for sticking with it. And um, and taking this journey with us. So we're going to take a little hiatus from the from the visual camera and just go to the audio, but um, we'll continue to dig into God's Word and learn and grow together uh, in that way. So love you guys. Hey, let's pray before we wrap up today. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your Word. Thank you for uh, this school year that we have kind of walked together and learned together and laughed together and grown together and processed things in life together. Uh, we are thankful for that. Thankful for this community where we can learn and grow together. And most of all, we thank you for the fact that it's rooted in your word. And we learn and we are challenged every time we open your holy book. And so today, God, we pray that the words that you've taught us would be applied to our hearts, that we would live it out, that we would worry about, worry about our own walk with you and not be preoccupied with, uh, with other folks but um, leave them in your hands. God, help us to, uh, to be ambassadors of reconciliation and restoration and forgiveness in your name. Lord, thank you so much for my friends. I pray you'd bless them and encourage them. May you uh, anoint each and every one of them with your grace and your peace and your power. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this community. Thank you for spending time each morning in the Word of God and in prayer. You guys are awesome. Hey, let's stay connected online, okay? Let's stay connected through the podcast. Um, so be sure to, to stay on there and, uh, and stay connected uh, so we can kind of track with each other and learn and continue to grow together. I'll, be, uh, I'll let you know when we are going to go start going back live, when we start moving towards the fall, uh, when we start going back online uh, on Facebook. I'll be sure to get that message out, so, um, so keep an eye out for that. You guys are the best. Enjoy your summer. Stay safe. Um, love you guys. I really mean that. Appreciate the support. Thank you for subscribing and sharing this and helping this podcast to reach more people. Really appreciate that. And the way it's done is through you, really. Um, you know, as you know, we don't do any promotion of the podcast. So the way it's the way it spreads is through you sharing it, telling your friends about it, sharing it on your news feeds, subscribing to it. Um, so, so the summer is a good time to help it grow. Um, get the podcast growing and um, see more people um, spending their time in God's word. That's always a good thing. <laughs> All right, you guys, you guys are the best. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Amber. Thanks, mom and dad and Pastor Tim and Jane and Molly and Trish and Angie and Paula, Ken, Miss Simmons, Marlene, Eric, Mary, Bill, Deborah. You got all you faithful podcast and morning prayer people. Thank you guys so much. Linda, God bless you guys. All you guys out on the, uh, I don't see your names on the, uh, on the audio podcast, but I know, know who you are. You often reach out to me and let me know that you were listening. And so I want to thank you guys for supporting it and being a part of it. You guys are the best. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.